everybody. Sorry, I really need to come up with an intro song. Um, welcome to Pretty Sketchy Podcast, number seven. Um, my name's Corey, and with me as always is acclaimed author and former Jamaican bobsled team manager, Michael Marshman. How you doing, man? Why do you keep pairing me up with, like, black teams? <laughs> because you're my black man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. That actually sounded way worse than I intended it to. I mean, it sounded, like, sweet and adorable, but that was, that was awful. Can we just... Let's go. Let's start again. <laughs> what? It's live. What? Fuck. All right. Um, you keep okay. giving me, um, you know, material for Corey out of context. Yeah, yeah. Corey out of context is going to become like the hot new thing this summer yeah. on YouTube and probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So first of all, like I always do, I'm just going to explain what we're doing here. Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to switch to an actual camera where people can see. There we go. Um, okay. So. Um, Michael was good enough to write an exceptional comic book story and I'll be illustrating that story. So I thought rather than just waste a whole bunch of time, you know, in the, in dark corners <laughs> where no one can see, I figured it might be helpful for people to see the process. So, uh, that's what we do. We live stream, um, every two weeks, uh, me drawing, um, Michael's story and we just talk shit the whole time. So that's what you, that's what you're here for. So we, um, <laughs> we stream, uh, live on uh, YouTube and, uh, and, and we also dump out the audio to a uh, podcast on iTunes. So you can find us there on Pretty Sketchy Podcast. So um, what's happening, man? What's been happening? Well, I, did, I would like to bring up the fact that until very recently, mm -hmm. you were stressing I wasn't as much mm -hmm. because we had nothing to talk about. Yeah. Which in <laughs> itself is something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. It seems like, you know... I won't say a lot of work goes on in the background for this podcast because it really doesn't. <laughs> but I do find myself, you know, um, throughout the week just going, man, I really need to come up with something uh, to talk about, you know. And so I'm scouring, you know, social media and stuff for any new sort of comic book related news or like movie related news, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's just, um, uh, you know, I like I like to try and find things that aren't, you know, the flavor of the week so much, you know, like we do talk about big movie trailers and stuff that come out, but I feel like everybody does that. You could listen to any podcast that's even basically referencing pop culture and you'll, you'll find, um, uh, you know, the, the same topics come up every week, you know, whether it's Kevin Smith or whether it's Rooster Teeth or, you know, the, the patch or whatever, they're always doing, they're always talking about the same things. It's the news of the week. So I try and find things that are a little bit less obvious, you know, um, <laughs> having said that sometimes i get to five minutes before the podcast to go shit <laughs> i got nothing to talk about for an hour you know but so far so so good man we haven't really had any major issues um mostly because i'd never shut up that's probably what it is yeah um, that, that that plays a big part yeah. um, which so, takes a lot of stress off me so yeah yeah cool you I, know, I can I mean, sit back and just sort of you know relax yeah, you're essentially here to just to keep me in line. <laughs> I feel like that's that's our dynamic, you know. Um, so, um, well, okay. So let's talk about today's page. Um, this is page three. Last week I was, or last episode I was working on this center panel, which I'm actually reasonably happy with for pencils. Um, so this top panel is going to be sort of like um, how would you like? like a kind of a lyrical panel about Nisa learning to fly and she's sort of getting it together and stuff. So what, what 
Michael came up with is maybe her flying above the treetops, brushing leaves with a hand or something like that, you know. Um, but without showing, we don't want to show her actually flying yet. We don't want to see. That's why in page two, you only see silhouettes of her flying and things like that. Um, so yeah, so that's a kind of a cool idea. What, what I'm struggling with is trying to work out how I'm going to actually illustrate that. But um, I've got some ideas. I'll just throw some stuff down and see what happens. Um, so that's where we're at with today's page. Um, so yeah, man, you went and saw Arrival. What ha- tell me about it. As Again, as someone who, God damn it, never gets to the movies these days. <laughs> to, Unless to, it's like Star Wars or a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's going to be Star Wars or a Marvel movie. And even then, I haven't even seen Doctor Strange yet, you know, so. Jeez, falling behind. I know. Well, I've got some catching up to do. So tell me about Arrival. Um, it, I'm still thinking about it, you know. I, I, saw, I went and saw it on Tuesday, two days ago, and it's still sort of in my head. I'm just thinking about it and like what it, not really what it meant, but just, I don't know. It was just such a great movie to me. Uh, I've noticed that some people like it, some people hate it. Um, a friend of mine, I didn't hear this directly, but he said he, he hated it. Um, mainly because his reasoning was they give you a little bit at the start and then they give you a little bit at the end and then you got to figure it all out in the middle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's like, okay, I, I didn't quite see that. Like, I kind of, I, I stayed with it the whole time, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it's very, very different. It's not your typical sci-fi movie where aliens arrive. Um, okay. There's, I don't think you see any violence at all in the whole movie. Oh, wow. From what I can remember. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. What are we- <laughs> so far, not off to a good start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so go on, yeah. Yeah, it's it's more about you know what would happen if aliens sort of arrived like they did and just sort of stood there, and it's it's more about um, the potential of humanity, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, what they can do when they work together and how divided we really are as a species, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, a lot so of is, is it more that it's 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 an imminent threat and humanity that just doesn't know how to handle it? Like, well, does, it's not, it's does, not even a threat. It's it's just there. Yeah, it's there. Like the basically the the premise is these aliens have arrived. Um, the main character is a a language sort of expert. They need her to translate what they're saying and find out what their purpose is on Earth. Like why are they here? Wait, who who plays that? Uh, Amy Adams. Okay. Yep. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's in it, by the way, mm-hmm. which kind of bugs me because he plays a colonel in the army. How the hell did he get to colonel with an eye like that? <laughs> That's right. He can't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, that just she, shows she, how, she, how awesome he is. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she, she takes on the task of translating. Uh, she kind of tries to teach them a bit of English and they sort of, reciprocate with showing them their written language okay. which is oh my god uh, how am i going to explain this it's it's a group of symbols like mm. their their language is basically symbols that are sort of mostly circles with like bits and details coming off the sides and whatnot and they all mean different things right. um she even says like you know they can create complex sentences in two seconds where yeah. we sort of have to take our time and do whatever blah 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 anyway um yeah the the way the the symbols are it's like it goes 
like I said, it's mostly a circle. They don't quite connect at the end, so it's it's more like a line that curves. Mm-hmm. And it gets sort of thicker in the middle and thinner at the end. And that's a very key part to not just their language, but the movie as a whole. Right. Like the way the, the way the movie's structured, like <laughs> when my friend said he hated it, they give you a little bit at the end and a little bit at the start and you've got to figure it out in the middle. Mm. That's the way the movie's structured. Like there's not a lot there, but the bulk of it is. And that's the exact same shape as their language, their symbols. Wow, okay. Uh, that's that's really insightful. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, even like the, the main character's daughter, she names her Hannah, which is a palindrome, which is the same backwards and forwards. Yeah. Like yeah. just shit like that throughout the whole movie and just the story in general. And like I said before, the the message of, you know, the potential of humanity and what we can achieve if we work together. Mm-hmm. All of that just combined, like the visuals, the, the cinematography was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, and like the acting was brilliant. It it was just a great fucking experience. Wow. I I, I absolutely loved it. So I've yeah, got to check it, that out. There were even parts in the movie that were, to me, were just kind of unsettling and terrifying. But it's mainly when she goes to meet the aliens for the first time and so, so do you actually get to see them like how did they handle yeah, that you you see them what, what uh, do they look like like uh my like- initial <laughs> my initial reaction was they look like thing from the adams family because like they're basically just these long sort of fingers thin black fingers that go up into this other sort of mass that you don't quite see until near the end of the movie and they just make these weird, unsettling noises, kind of like a mix of uh, a whale and I don't know what else, like a creaking house. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> I guess. So, so would you say it's a, it's a, an original concept as far as like the design goes and stuff? Because I, I feel like Hollywood often falls into the trap of coming up with variations on the same theme. You know what I mean? That that's why that's why. Um, Live, Die, Repeat. What's that movie? Um, Edge Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow was so great because the the aliens were like nothing you've ever seen before. Yeah. You know, I I really love that they they came up with a whole new initiative as far as what the threat was, you know? Yeah, Um, they they did that in Arrival. It's a very... You you haven't seen this design before. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, I think it was a necessity because most most Hollywood aliens are very humanoid. Like, you know, got two arms, two legs, mouths, eyes. These don't. They're multiple appendages. You don't even know if they're legs. They mm-hmm. kind of function as legs. It's how they walk around. Yeah. But then it's just this sort of mass. Mm. And, you know, they don't have a traditional mouth, so they can't even learn to speak our language. Like, right. they could comprehend it. They could probably read it. Mm. But they need that language barrier there for the plot to be believable, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, aliens. Did I leave you speechless, Corey? <laughs> yeah, I think you may have. <laughs> my God. Oh my God. Um, no, I had a question about the, oh yeah, that, that, that's what it was more of a statement. Um, what I really liked about, um, what's the Matthew Arado, Arado, Rat space movie. What's it called? Um, Interstellar. Interstellar. More than anything, other than the fact that it was one of those sci-fi sort of, it's like a, it's like a high budget art house sci-fi. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like it's beautifully shot and all that sort of stuff. Um, great concepts. And the thing that stood out to me the most was the design of the the little uh, robot dudes, little large robot dudes. Yeah, they uh, were just like 
because I'd never seen anything like that before. And mm. and it's really brave for, especially in Hollywood where, you know, no one really knows what something's going to be like until it's finished and, and people take it on board. So trying new things is always the scary part. Mm. And that just making the robots just a block. And, and the funny thing about it was like, you can conceptualize that all you want, but it's one of those things where in practice you'd be like, yeah, I mean... Like if someone came to me and said, hey, I came up with this idea for a robot for the movie, it's basically going to be a huge monolith mm. that breaks into several pieces and can create locomotion by turning parts of itself and things like that. And I'm like, I just feel like that's impractical, you know? <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> but then you see it in motion and it's fluid and it's beautiful and, and it's, it's perfectly designed for essentially all environments, you know, and, mm. and things like that. Like it's just genius. It's like the simplest design can sometimes be... Um, the the one that just makes more practical sense you know yeah um and i was really surprised by that it really sort of um in fact the first thing i did when i went home is googled it and thought they've just taken somebody else's technology this is some darpa shit or something that because it looked like it, in all practicality that it would work even though it looked cumbersome and kind of <laughs> to be honest kind of silly um when you saw it in motion you're like actually that's kind of very practical and it makes sense you know yeah um and I mean, it doesn't hurt that it's based, well, not really, I don't know if it's based on, but it looks like the monolith from 2001. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something ominous about it too, because it doesn't have features. It has yeah. the personality of a person. Yeah. Um, you know, which was, which was also really cool. They didn't make it sound like a robot. That was new as well. Mm. You know, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Like usually even no matter how, like, um, how, how much they yeah, nail the human characteristics, they always give it something that you know that it's not real and it's it's this thing's got sense of humor and personality a dry wit you know mm. all of these things that you know that like if if they got to that point where you know they can create ai that good that's the thing that's going to be the next frontier is going to be like you can okay you can hold a conversation with this artificial being now but what's going to make it seem real is sarcasm and and um you know the ability to connect with you on a, on a on a level based on humor and things like that you know yeah um understanding each other is what makes friendships tick you know you both share this you always talk to friends it's like oh we're like two peas in a pod we share the same things as far as what's funny and and uh and social cues and social graces and stuff like that that's what needs to match for people to have a successful relationship you know and so that to me ai that's the next frontier they can they can pass turing tests and stuff now or at least they're getting close enough and all that um but that's under like pretty extreme circumstances, you know, um, put somebody in, in a, in a real conversation and it's going to trip up just about anything because of that. Like, it's not going to say anything funny. It's not going to do anything, say anything philosophical. It's not going to have a personality per se uh, outside of one that you can detect is just programmed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, so out of 10, man, what do you think of the, what, you, you calling it? Is it, is it a 10? Uh, it, it, it'd be a nine. Yeah, for I'd sure. Say. Wow, yeah. cool. Like, yeah. not a lot of movies have have affected me on a on a weird level like that. Um, Where you go and, out and just think about it. Oh, not only that, it, like just emotionally, it, it was just very. I don't know. There was just something about it. That's one of the things I can't quite put my finger on. It it affected me emotionally, but I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, could it just be the simply the tone? I mean, I, there's be, definitely yeah. movies that I've connected with just simply based on the tone of it, you know? Um, yeah. I think to- it might have something to do with like, there's a revelation at the end. 
mm-hmm. um, and the you see how do I explain this without ruining it? You see the the main character played by Amy Adams. She makes a decision, a conscious decision to do something, which I found to be quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of like other people, like other characters in the movie, kind of didn't like her for it. Mm. Uh, essentially sort of left her f- because of it. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I thought it, I don't Yeah. Like I said, it was just like, it was a beautiful thing to me and it was just, yeah, amazing. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, now I'm going to have to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to, yeah, knowing you, you'll see a lot more in it than I ever will. So <laughs> I don't, know about, I don't know about that man you, you get pretty deep with things but um yeah i, I mean I, I do like i do like a good traditional sci-fi you know like um like not i'm not talking about uh sci-fi as far as um uh, independence day <laughs> i'm talking yeah. about the legit kind you know mm. um yeah so uh, the other thing i want to talk about is uh as as we all know michael does another podcast um called defecast which is him and his uh, buddies talking about movies that they watch together, usually recommended by one of them. The other guys haven't seen. Um, and uh, I've actually been listening pretty hard, man. <laughs> I did last Starfighter <laughs> yesterday. Um, Was Is that the last one that's up? I think there might be one. Uh, 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 Chef might be up. I haven't listened to that yet. Uh, oh, okay. But that, having said that, I haven't I haven't seen the movie, so it, it, I may not connect with it as much. Oh, um, Chef I've been is pretty good lucky movie, so far. I think the only one I haven't seen is... Um, I haven't seen Kroll, but I haven't listened to that podcast. And I haven't seen, um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, um, your one. Uh, old boy. Uh, old boy. Yeah. I haven't seen that. So, you know. okay. yeah, man, what, what do you think of the tangled one? Oh shit. I haven't watched that. I haven't heard that one either. See what okay. the, the problem is. There's, there's been a little bit of a mishap as you know, with the, uh, uploading. Yeah. And, uh, so what's happened is, um, Carl has taken all the episodes down and is putting them back up. So I would have got to that, but it was taken down yesterday. Mm. Um, so that'll all be sorted, hopefully, in the next couple of days. Um, and everything will be back up there in, uh, in good order. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, whose idea was Tangled? Mine. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, uh, I rate it over Frozen. Take that internet. Oh, okay. All right. They just shut down the live stream. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I was quite a fan too. Uh, who's, is it, who play, is it Zachary Levi plays the dude in that or what? Oh shit, man. You're killing me. I, I was kind of hoping you'd say who plays Rapunzel and I'd be like, many more. I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Cause I, I can remember my sister-in-law saying, oh, I had no idea he could sing, you know? Well, who says he was? Well, well, <laughs> the old ghost vocalist. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he seems like the kind of guy who could do everything. Yeah, Zachary Levi. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, let me get back to that. Yeah, widescreen shot. There we go. Cool. So yeah, I've, um, the top panels there, what I decided to go for is draw like treetops. And just have a hand coming down from above, just swooping and just kicking up leaves. Like you got leaves sort of flying towards the camera. This might be a little bit hard to see. But um, I think that illustrates it pretty well. 
Well, not to alarm you, but I can't see anything. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what are you seeing? Uh, nothing at all, because I'm not on your thing. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, and it's Good. also not on your channel either. Really? Hmm. It's not in my subscription box, nothing. That's weird, because I'm looking at the live stream right now. Yeah, I don't know. could be something to do with YouTube. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's delayed or something. Uh, probably, so. <laughs> By quite a amount. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? If there's one thing I've learned from listening to other people's podcasts is no one's immune. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the bottom third of the page was going to be a couple of over-the-shoulder yeah. conversation boxes and then the yeah. thousand-yard stare of Grandpa, like, looking I've out. Seen some shit, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so all right, I'll start working on that. Um, okay, yeah. So anyway, getting back to Defacast. Yes, Carl asked you to be on it, didn't he? Yes, he did. And <laughs> the problem I've got with that is I've got to come bringing a movie. I've got to come up with an idea of what to watch. And yeah. it's it, at first I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I've got tons of movies I like. But then you start breaking down and go, well, what? I get, I get kind of one shot at this realistically. What's the one film i can bring that defines me as a you know as a fan of cinema man i think you're thinking too deeply about this i I get that but (laughs) see you guys get to do it every week you know what i mean um so i'm like i'm like oh well that's easy i could say and and the one i came up with was um uh what was oh brother where art thou but um i mentioned that to carl and he's like oh yeah no you know i know marshman's seen it i'm pretty certain he has too and so I'm like, yeah. okay, well, scratch that. That one, that one was too easy, you know? But then I'm I like... I was actually planning on choosing that at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't give a fuck if they'd seen it. I'll just be like, yeah, we're watching that. Yeah, Deal yeah. with it, Dave. It's an you amazing <laughs> film, you know? Oh, yeah. But but then I thought, I've got to find something a little bit more niche. And then I thought maybe Primer um, mm-hmm. might be a good one. Um, but then it's, it's kind of one of those ones where it could be hit or miss, you know? Like, it, it is kind of one of those slow burns, you mm. know? It's, it's a, it's a thriller, but it's a slow thriller, you know, yeah. and it's low budget and stuff. And that might rub people the wrong way and stuff. So I'm like, uh, you know, and then I'm like, well, some of my favorite movies are like Bill and Ted and basketball and things like that, <laughs> but I don't want to bring anything too lowbrow, you know? Yeah. And so now I'm just in this weird, uh, oh, what about Eric the Viking? That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I'm looking at my DVDs right now. Ah. Um, well, here's, here's the thing. I'm, I'm in a very weird spot right now because you're throwing out all these movies mm-hmm. and the whole point of the intro is that no one else knows what you're picking. Yeah, but I'm sort of throwing things out that I'm probably not going to pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. I'm just sort of showing you what I've what I've decided not to. to <laughs> the thing would be awesome, but I guarantee you've all seen that. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the remake? Yeah, yeah. I, quite, I, like, I liked it. Yeah. It yeah, good. so did I. Mm. I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, but... You know, I don't know. I'll come up with something. There's got to be something in my backlog of weird films that I'm, I seem to be the only person that likes. Because <laughs> um, that's what it's all about, right? It's all about bringing something that you're a huge fanboy of that no one else seems to get, you know? That that to me seems like what you do, you know? You know, the other thing, the one I was thinking of, but I thought maybe it's going to be tough for everyone to get a hold of, um, <laughs> was Caravan of Courage. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> and i figured you know i mean there's some star wars fans in the group obviously <laughs> so i'm like yeah, yeah I think about three of us are star wars fans yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm like mm, it's probably everyone's probably seen it although probably no one's seen it for many many years um uh, but it's just I, it, it's funny watching 
a Star Wars movie in the Star Wars universe, but it's low rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of the other films are like of such a high caliber. And then you get this one where it's like, it just looks like a made for TV 70s movie <laughs> or early 80s movie. And, um, and I'm like, oh, I watched the trailer and I'm like, wait, what is this acting? You know, like what's going on? <laughs> There's Ewoks, I get that, but nothing else makes sense. You know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it and I'll come up with something. I, I don't know when it's going to happen or whatever. So I think I've got some time. Um, yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> oh man yeah just, just don't too, don't think too hard on it and don't concern yourself with whether or not we'll like it yeah yeah and i get that like there's been several misses i think um so I'm not yeah too it, it's it's a totally selfish thing like whoever's yeah. turn it is is it's yeah. an absolutely selfish thing it's, it's quite all right to subject the other guys to what you want yeah. to watch yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool Believe me, I've got some some in the bank that I'm waiting to use. Just as a punishment? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. So yeah, everybody check it out. It's uh you go go to um uh I guess it's on YouTube, but go if you want to, on iTunes, uh it's under Mental Piracy Productions. Um, but you can just search Defacast and it should show up. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I've actually been thinking about um doing the Dark Crystal at some point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been ages since I watched it. Oh. I feel like watching it again. It's funny you say that. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally forgot you were bringing that up. I got a segue. Um, <coughs> I was going to talk about it later, but yeah, uh, just I was just looking, trolling for something to talk about, and I discovered that they're making a sequel, but in comic book form. So they actually wrote a script, apparently, for, for a sequel to the film, and it just never got made for whatever reason can't imagine why i'm pretty sure it was a successful film maybe it's only a cult success um uh and you know it's you know brian Froud's designs and stuff are all going to obviously play a huge part but they've taken it upon themselves to bring in some new characters well they, they had to mm. obviously the script dictated it um so now you got your gelflings and your skexies and podlings and stuff but they've brought in um firelings in fact i think the main character maybe a filing f-i-r-e-ling you know mm-hmm. um but the, i thought the story was really interesting because you've, you've seen it right yeah, yeah i've seen it? the okay. movie yeah. yeah yeah so um in the first one you got jen and meets up with kira they go and take down the skexies by reuniting the crystal and bringing harmony back and um the skexies <clears throat> and the mystics merge and become you know it brings balance back to the to the world yeah well the plot of this one's really interesting because basically what happens is Jen and Kira become um, rulers of the land and in you know doing everything that that requires they lose focus and forget about the people and just start being rulers yeah you know and so people are starting to get concerned and stuff like that and this main character this little filing or whatever hooks up with another girlfriend from wherever that may be because I thought that Jen and yeah. Kira were the final two um and hey, they, they, could have made more. they go on a quest to steal a shard from the of the crystal and um you know and sort of do whatever it is they're doing but they inadvertently bring back the skexies and all that sort of stuff um but i thought it's interesting because like the the good guys from the first movie become i guess imbued with too much power and forget about yeah. the reason they're there which is is, is really bold move the, from yeah. what i could figure you know I, I, w- I wouldn't say they become villains either it seems like they just become misguided yeah 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 um but that in itself is complacency is just as bad you know i mean it's not mm. nearly i guess it's not really as bad as, <laughs> as the skexies evil bullshit but 
Um, yeah, it's just uh, I thought it was just a, a cool take, you know. Yeah, yeah. Never, never thought I'd see the Skeksis again. You know, they yeah. they traumatized me enough as a kid. <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. You know what I figured out one time because we we had this pet bird, right? And um, <laughs> and he got sick and he was on his way out. And before he did, I don't know whether his feathers fell out or he pulled them out or whatever because he, you know. Yeah, uh, he wasn't in a good way. Um, but Skeksis are basically birds with no feathers. Yeah, they put some teeth in there. You know, like it's it's terrifying when you see a bird with no feathers and you're like, that's a Skeksy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, way to bring the room down, Corey. <laughs> yeah, all right, my, Jeez. My, my poor bird. Talking um, about dead birds and shit. Yeah, God damn it. Yeah. So. Um, Oh, yeah, now, now you're making me want to watch the movie even more. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. When's, be good when's the comic due for release? Do you know? Um, you know what? I didn't notice, but funnily enough, I have right here. So, well, there's Agra. You again? You won't be able to see this, but I've got some images. Um, I, I have Google right in front of me. Here's what I prepared earlier. Um, I mean, the, yeah, what you can look up as far as artwork is Jay Lee's uh, cover design. Um, see, there's your Gelflings there and Fizzgig. Um, it's just, it's just going through like a, oh yeah, this is Skeksis. As you can see, it's like, it looks, they look like vultures essentially. Um, you know, but just that they nailed the eyes and everything. They're just really sketchy. Oh, there's some cool artwork. Yeah. Is that you looking at the cover? No. Oh, well, it's like zoomed in. Okay. Like it's focusing on the, the Skeksis in the crystal. Oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, it's Jay Lee. You know, I'm a big fan of his work. Um, he's, he's obviously not doing the comic, but he does, he did the first issue, the, the cover. cover up, or yeah. just- Okay. Um, yeah, but February fifteenth. There you go. Jeez, that's not too far away. Okay. Yeah, that's like a a little bit after RTX, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I really hope they keep the tone of the the art design. You know, like all the not not work. You know what I mean? Like they had yeah. this real sort of. I mean, it's it's very dated and very seventies, um, but. It to me that's part of the lore of the of of the movie, you know. Yeah, is that whole sort of very mystical hippie style artwork, and <laughs> you know, I mean, it it almost feels like you know it was written by druids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the fact that this is even happening mm. makes me feel like it's a passion project anyway. So it'll be people that legitimately care about this universe. Yeah, yeah. So I can't imagine they'd give it to people that is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, oh, sure. yeah. like, what, what kind of money do they expect to make from this? Because, like, the Dark Crystal, I don't know if it was big for its time. I mean, it's definitely got a following. Yeah. But I don't think it's big enough to warrant a comic book, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, but I think what where it'll sell is that it's the sequel. And people, yeah. you know, like, it's, it's one of those passion things where, um, like, it, it definitely piqued my interest the second I read that. I'm like, holy shit. You yeah. Know? Because, like, I remember that as an early childhood memory. And, you know, everything's about nostalgia now. I mean, look at the NES console, you know, the classic <laughs> NES console. That's that's insane how that's been, like, selling out, you know. It's yeah. the same thing, you know, to me, my generation. Although it's, it's kind of, it's I, well, I guess a lot of comic book readers are older people. Um, so I guess it kind of works. You know, people in their, like, late 30s and all that sort of stuff do sort of read a lot of comics. Um from back before it was cool <laughs> showing your age Corey oh my god <laughs> um, yeah let me just tuck that back in uh, <laughs> um, yeah 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this the first podcast with your new haircut? Why, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, man. You, you, you look like a fucking member of a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. Giving, giving Nick Carter a run for his money, you know. <laughs> Backstreet's back, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. My, uh, boy band. <sighs> but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how this Dark Crystal thing turns out. Yeah. God, I'm fuck you. I'm gonna watch the movie over the weekend. I don't give a shit. Yeah, man. Like I got, I got to watch it again. Yeah, it's funny. I think I mentioned on an earlier podcast. Um, I got, uh, you know, um, uh, games coordinator Michael um, from Melbourne, who is yeah, actually yeah. now yeah, officially yeah. changing your name to Cloud. I might add because Michael is an odd name for a, for a girl. For, for a girl yeah. <laughs> She's been dealing with that for a long time. Um, uh yeah so um like she's 20s early 20s um and i said you've got to check out the dark crystal and like i said i don't want to go over this too much because i said it before um yeah. but I, I don't know if she connected i don't know if it resonated as much with her just simply because it was so so visually dated so it's it's interesting it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out as far as sales you know because mm. um, there, there are a lot of old people reading comics but there's also an awful lot of young people who may not connect with it you know Although yeah, the, the art could draw them in though. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could too. But I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it, it is, it is a, a classic film. Like people of my age group view it very fondly. And I mean, mm. they may have imparted that onto younger brothers and sisters. And, you know, th- these movies don't like, they're not universally just for a specific age group, you know, it's like Disney movies. They, they always find an audience in every mm. generation. So, you know, there's yeah. that as well. Yeah. I think it's one of those things to me personally. I think it's a movie if to have a connection with it. You probably had to watch it when you were really young. Yeah. I feel that too. Yeah. Um, kind of like you mentioned this ages ago. I think it was even a couple of years ago to me, cause I, I've never seen the princess bride. Oh, for sure. Right. Uh, and you kind of said a similar thing. Like, you know, if you, if you didn't watch the princess bride when you were like a, a kid, you might not connect with it the way a lot of people have Yeah. over the years. Um, I, sh- I still need to watch that at some point. Oh, you still haven't seen it. No, I, I mm. still I'm like, I, I think it's, you know, required viewing. Yeah. Especially for someone like me. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that I, I recognize princess bride quotes in general <laughs> yeah. and I've still never seen the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show how big it is, but yeah, yeah. I, you you did make me kind of uh, a little worried that I might not see it the way other people do. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean. You know when I saw that movie, I saw it. It was it was a weird experience because it was like sports day at school, and it was rained out, so they took us all into the, this AV room and they sat us down and said, "Here you go, we're just going to put on a video." And we're like, "All right, sweet." And nobody knew what it was. In fact, I don't think anybody in the room had ever seen it before. Like we were mm. just all going, "What is this movie?" Like fucking. I don't know. And and by the end of it, we're all like, "Dude, this is the greatest film of all time!" You know, so we didn't watch it with any sort of going going into it with any preconceptions or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's it's definitely, um, you know, it, it's 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 a kids movie, but it has a great sense of wonder mm. and and some great talent too, like Billy Crystal's in it, and you know, um, uh, Andre the Giant, <laughs> for, for better or worse, is acting in it. <laughs> Um, but it's 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 a lot of fun. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say it's one of the great classic films of all time. But it's um 
I hold it in my heart in a pretty dear place, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, they even, at the start of the film, they even like, uh, they, basically Fred Savage plays the kid and it's, it's a bit like the, it's, yeah, cause it's, isn't it like a dad telling his kid a bedtime story or something? It's, it's very much like the never ending story. Um, uh, okay. I okay. feel like it's never ending story. Like they're trying to cash in on that same money. You know what I mean? Um, so essentially Fred Savage is homesick from school. He's got a tummy ache, you know, and grandpa comes over and he's like, I'm going to, it's, oh, it's Columbo by the way. It's like, I'm going to read you a story. And he's like, oh, <laughs> grandpa, you know, I just want to play video games. You know, he's got like Nintendo baseball or some shit that he wants to play. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, he, um, you know, grandpa's like, ah, you know, he's like, is there kissing in this story? And he's like, yeah, there's kissing. Shut the fuck up. You know, like, so, um, but, and, and, and that's what he does. He reads the first chapter and it's all romantic. And you know, that there was a young stable boy and he was fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and it keeps cutting back to Fred going, Oh, come on, grandpa. You know, like, and then slowly the movie sucks you in, in the same way that it sucks him into the story. And I think that's yeah. just really brilliant, you know? Um, and it's just high fantasy, you know, there's sword fights and swashbuckling and all that sort of activity. Um, so, you know, it's, it's that, that's what it is. It's, it's a, in its purest form, it's an adventure film, you know? Yeah. And Carrie Ulls plays the man in black. Who's a, the dread pirate Roberts. Who's, you know, it's, you know, you, you basically just got to see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to see your take on it. Like uh, as far as somebody coming in really late to the piece, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's definitely, definitely, definitely one of my go-to. I would watch again many, many times films, you know? Yeah. Um, for some odd reason, I imagine how different that movie would be if the grandpa's telling the story was played by Mel Brooks. It's 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 it would basically be exactly the same. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> um, in fact, it has that. It has a very sort of. Uh, I don't know if it has a Mel Brooks kind of feel because it's not goofy. It has humor. Uh, I mean, where it gets Mel Mel Brooksian is in the Billy Crystal parts. Because he plays, yeah. he, he plays this. Um, oh God, what is it? He's the he's, he plays a character called the Miracle Max, and he's this Jewish stereotype <laughs> dude. Have you seen yeah. Have you seen Kimmy Schmidt? No. Oh, there's this actress in it. I can never remember her name, but she's been around forever. She's a total New Yorker, you know. And she's one of these women who talks like she's from New York, you know, like that. And and she plays his wife and she's always nagging him. He's like, shut up, woman. I'm trying to cast a spell, you know. It's like, it's it's just, it's it's beautiful 80s sort of, you know, um, rhetoric. You know? Couldn't, couldn't get away from the sort of stuff. Yeah, it's like he's trying to tell, the, the only thing that can wake him up is is uh, true love, but that doesn't exist. She's like, oh, it exists. He's like, shut up, woman. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember it verbatim, but it's it's like, you know, that that's that's where it gets a little bit Mel Brooksy, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah. But uh cool action, cool sword fighting. Mandy Patinkin's in it and he's fucking awesome. He's playing uh, this dude who's hunting he's he's a Spaniard. And he teams up with um uh uh Ols's character to hunt down this six fingered man. Um who killed his father. He watched him kill his father because his father, I think from memory, I, I, again, I, God, I'm going to get slayed. If, <laughs> one, if anyone ever listens to this and two, if I'm wrong, but um, he. Get uh, your torches and pitchforks internet. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Get them ready. Um, I'm pretty certain his father was a, was a sword maker. 
made the finest swords in Spain or some shit. And this six-fingered man came and took one of his swords and killed him in front of this kid. So he grew up and his, his sole purpose in life is vendetta. You know, like I, I got to, you know, um, find the six-fingered man and take him out. And so it's, it's all that keeps him going, you know. But he's yeah. a brilliant sword fighter and he has this amazing sword fight with uh, Carriol's character at the start because he's, I think he's been sent to hunt him down or whatever. I can't remember. And they end up teaming up. But they have this awesome like sword fight where they're basically going through all of the staples of like you know traditional fencing techniques mm. and trying different shit on each other and it's just brilliant man it's so good um yeah but fucking just go watch it in fact go now <laughs> 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 no it's it's yeah you know if you haven't seen it you're doing yourself a disservice that's that's all it is you know? yeah but, um, i'll get around to it okay so seven to eternity you read that shit yeah yeah, I, I okay. So in the last couple of weeks, the the two sort of new comics that came out that everyone seems to be buzzing about is Seven to Eternity, uh, Rick Remender and J- J- Jerome Opinia. Um I'm a huge fan of this one. I think the artwork is brilliant. The world design is just unusual and distinct. Um, and the lore that they've even just packed into just two episodes seems to just be really engaging you know they, they don't explain anything you're just in the world immediately and it, and it all seems very fleshed out already you know which is really cool um i like the concept of essentially it centers around um god it's been a week or so since i read it but um i can't remember the names <laughs> this guy the what is he the king of whispers or whatever yeah the mud king the mud king um he's essentially it's it's like that uh, I love his ability, by the way. Like the way they explained it and how it works, that is fucking amazing. So essentially, he offers you a deal and um, he gives you whatever you want. But essentially, what he gets back from that is the ability to see and hear everything you see and hear. So with every promise that he 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 delivers on, um, he's he's grip on the world and his scope of of everything becomes just a little bit more grand you know yeah. is that that have i got that right again i'm pretty again, much yeah like I've, I've been reading them every two weeks like or every month like <laughs> i haven't gone back the, and reviewed the very base of his power is like he he bonds with your soul like mm-hmm. both of your souls bond together so yeah he gives you what you want but yeah you he sees and he's and and i love that the his promises are basically a thin veneer of it's almost like mind control. You essentially yeah. get what you want. And as far as you're concerned, you're getting everything you want. Um, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like being a junkie, you know, they're, they're, it's not making their lives any better. They're just sort of slaves, I guess. It's, it's, it's almost a form of slavery. Like that one guy, um, you know, he's, he sees that beautiful woman and she's not a beautiful woman. He just sees her as one, you know? Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. Like, you know, and then these dudes turn up we don't know too much about them yet um yeah they they sort of fuck with him and cast of characters yeah you know um i felt like there was there was a few bits where they were a little bit disjointed as far as the flow goes about like what happens with um the mud king in this whole scenario yeah i mean the second the second issue was a bit all over the place in general i think Mm. but i think that could have been a lot to deal with the fact that it was so long since i read issue one as well yeah 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 i love this i love this dude he can rip off appendages from other people and just bond them to himself. Yeah, um, does matter. What was his name? He had a cool name. Um, oh, what was it? 
like patchwork or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but either way, I, re- I recommend this. It's definitely one I'm going to look out for um, as far as future issues go. Um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see where it goes. And the artwork is sensational. You know? mm. um, so I much, absolutely so love the offer that the Mud King gave to the main guy. How he's like, I'll cure your disease if you... Yeah. Like, if you, but you know. how good was the double cross though? He comes to him, he's going to die. And he's like, yeah. oh, look, you know, I'll give you my soul. I don't care anymore. You know, just yeah. help out my people. And he's like, well, <laughs> fuck you. I know the secret. You're going to die. Yeah. So what good is it if I take your soul for a, a month? You know what I mean? Yeah, for a few months. And he yeah. goes, what I'll do is cure you and you won't die. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was brilliant. I thought yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, man. Very, very cool. Mm. Um, the other one yeah. that, that people have been talking about is Reborn. Which um, you don't seem to be very into. Mark Miller, Greg Capullo. It seems like a cool story. It just... The art style and the the world design, as good as it is, it just... It's too 70s fantasy for me. Like this dude, the main... <laughs> her dad, he, he looked... Like I said, I think I said to you, he looks like the bass player from Spinal Tap <laughs> with his big handlebar <laughs> moustache and stuff. And it's very... Like high fantasy mixed with a little bit of sort of futurism and I, i'm not sure i'm grab I'll, I'll, I'll get issue three don't get me wrong um because i want to see where they take it but it's just um i don't know i think you know more than anything the art the art is which which is great it doesn't grab me stylistically um com- to me to, to me it, it feels like a very it, it's like a less adult heavy metal yes yeah actually that that's it the tone is is totally heavy metal yeah yeah um but just, just you know less boobs yeah 100 percent. see i mean again this is like well that's not an action scene so it's a bit of an unfair comparison but see how the art style is, is so much more simplistic than than your seven to eternity you know there's so much more texture and life and vibrancy and dynamics you know what i'm all about with with dynamic um poses and and you know framing each um each panel to have a purpose Careful, well, everybody. This is where he mentioned Sean Murphy. Yeah, I was going to say, Sean Murphy does that. <laughs> um, I've got to say, man, me and me and old Sean Murphy have been coming pretty good buddies on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like, it, it's funny though. Like, every time I, I tweet a comment or something, replying to something he's posted, he always seems to like it now. And I'm like, it can't just be coincidence, right? <laughs> maybe he actually listened to the podcast. He's like, hey, maybe, maybe. these guys like me. Yeah. Actually, you know what I was going gonna- to actually suggest? Uh, next time he's actually on Twitter. Because um, you can always tell because you'll you'll put up something and they'll like it immediately. And you're like, mm. they're online. <laughs> I was going to say, like, because he was talking the other day on, on Twitter about um, what sort of things would you like me to talk about on twitter and, and one of the things i posted was can you put up um uh more information about your process you know like what tools you use and stuff for a total nerd comment to be perfectly honest but it yeah. means a lot to me because when i started this process um I, you know as well as i did it took me ages just to get started because i i i didn't know where to start i didn't know what sort of paper to use i didn't want to be the guy who got halfway through the book only to find out oh you can't print that you know, or it's, you know, it's not going to ink right or it's, you're going to just, you've wasted a whole bunch of time. It's not going to mm. look good, all that sort of stuff. And I looked everywhere online, looking up, Googling like um, comic book process, you know, like, you know, what tools do you use? What do the pros use? All that sort of stuff. Cause I mean, I'm sure guys like Jay Lee and stuff, they have their own style, but it's probably, 
you know, there'd the def, definitely be a, a core system in place for professional comic artists. Like, yeah, I'm like sure a sort of DC industry artists, standard. Yeah, they use a certain thing, certain paper, or they do a certain thing. And I looked into it a lot, and there's some very expensive paper that's pre-ruled with, like, you know, the right margins and everything like that. Um, and, you know, the right kind of pens and the right kind of, like, you know, brushes for inking and who uses what sort of... Um, uh, quills and things like that for inking and, and all this sort of stuff. But the bottom line is it, there's no like how to guide. There's, there's plenty of people giving their opinion. Um, and, and so what I took away from that is that, you know what? I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just going to do my way. Um, I'm pretty sure I can take it from pencils to press without too much trouble based on the little bit of experience I've got doing that sort of stuff in the past and, and all that sort of, stuff. but, um, so I put that up and, and, Sean Murphy actually replied to the tweet and said, just Google my name plus tools and you'll find some stuff. And I was like, oh fuck, I never thought to specifically ask what does this certain artist use or whatever. I was just, mm. I was just generally searching like what do comic book artists use? And yeah. so first thing I do is Google it and sure he's got like a whole big blog thing on DeviantArt about this is exactly what I do. And this is what I did. And I'm like, fuck, why couldn't I have seen this months ago? But the, the, the interesting thing I took away from that, just, just sort of gleaning through it is he goes, oh, you know, with when I'm doing my DC stuff, I use this particular paper, mm. um, which is the stuff that's pre-ruled and it's got all the margins and shit. He goes, and the first thing I do is turn it over and draw on the back because those margins are <laughs> fucking stupid. And he goes, nothing makes me feel more like, um, less like an illustrator than being told where to draw, you know, or, yeah. or something to that effect. And I'm like, like boundaries. Holy shit. Like that makes perfect sense, you know? Um, I, it never occurred to me to just go, well, I love Sean Murphy's art. What does he do? Because I figured guys like that are too busy to sit there and put up tutorials and shit, you know? Mm. Um, but I guess he just gets asked that much that it made more sense to just put it up there. Um, so that that was interesting um, and, and incredibly helpful too, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'll, I'll be glad when I start to sort of put some inking and stuff down in, in a way that sort of I, I'm, I'm really digging I'm so I feel like even just on page three like this page I'm doing now I feel like the pencils are already getting way better than they were in the last two pages yeah. um, much much more dynamic much more depth in the background and stuff like that so you know I, I'm assuming what's going to happen is once I burn through a bunch of pages and I will I've just got to get some spare time to sit down and just draw as opposed to mm. just doing it only on the podcast and, and that's that's going to happen it's just a matter of time you know yeah um uh, I, I, I'll eventually, I'd imagine, go back and do page one and two again. And I, th I feel like I can knock them over really quickly because I've drawn them both like three times, you know. Yeah. Um, but just with what I've learned from just, just doing those pages and combined with these ones, with this one, um, I feel like I can come up with something that's much more pretty to look at, you know, a little bit better laid out, um, better technique, all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, for the record, I am liking Reborn. I am very interested in where it's mm -hmm. going. Yep. Just just before we get too far away from it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Go um, ahead. Uh, I, I'm kind of with you on the art style. Um, I do like it. It's it's classic um, though. It is it is classic. Like yeah. this is what comic books looked more like when I was a kid. Probably a little yeah. bit more, um, a little bit more definition than 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 what was traditionally. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm digging it. It like I said, it's got a very less adult heavy metal mm. uh maybe kind of a, a little bit of a alice in wonderland sort of vibe yeah to it. yeah i mean but, i love um, that they throw you straight into the the mysticism in that like 
she dies and then suddenly she awakes in this other place and everyone she knows who's died in her lifetime is there. Yeah. And they're spread out across the world and they're all they all turn up at a different age, which I thought was really interesting too. Like you know, yeah. some people turn up as a baby, some people turn up as a as, a, as I think what was it was it her dad that said that he was three when he arrived? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. still has the memories of that past life. Like he knows yeah. who she is immediately. And I love that people can recognize each other immediately as well. I think that's mm. kind of cool. There's no sort of trying to get to know people and going, hey, I know you, you know, it's just, a, they're immediately recognizable. Um, yeah. I'll be interested to see how they tie that in. If they tie that into some sort of a process, like, um, you know, is it some sort of like, is say earth, some sort of a fantasy realm to them where like, you know, where they're in stasis and they, they imagine that lifestyle or is it just magic or is it just dimensional, whatever, you know, like I'd be interested to see if it's, how if there's a mechanic behind it as opposed well, to just random. yeah they, they did explain it a little bit didn't they like the dad said earth well i don't know if he said earth or not but like that was the trial run like yeah yeah that yeah to get you ready for this place yeah yeah you like know. if you did good in earth then you'll be good here mm-hmm. like, it's like the fact that one of the bad guys is her old cat yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she like, took my testicles. The, the life, yeah, <laughs> they, they removed my testicles when I was nine months old. In my head, I'm just trying to picture that in a serious tone, and I couldn't. Yep. <laughs> like, no, no, you know what? I actually, that, I, I kind of got taken out of it because of that comment. I know it's supposed to be dead serious, and it, and it's like, wow, that's kind of a cool, you know, idea. <laughs> so, but at the same yeah. time, I was like, I'm just laughing too hard to take this seriously. <laughs> Poor cat. Yeah, was, and then it, was, it made me think about Max, <laughs> oh, <laughs> my dog, and I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. Don't hate <laughs> it's no wonder he doesn't want cuddles anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, that was cool though. I do like it though. He's kind of like a kidget, you know, but he, and just as just as angry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> fucking cats. Um, yeah, so the other thing I was going to talk about is I got the PlayStation Pro, as you know. God, you have not mentioned that to me at all. Like, you, you haven't said one word, bad or oh, good. Oh, for reals? Okay, well, okay, so I should I should establish... Everyone knows PlayStation Pro is the new PlayStation 4 that's got, like, basically double or a little bit more than double the video power um, <laughs> in the graphics card. Um, and I got it because I, um, you know, just through work... Um, but it was fucking brag about it. Yeah. Well, it's like, it was kind of, it's kind of a little bit wasted on me because I have a 1080p TV Mm. and I'm not looking at getting a 4k TV anytime soon. And I mean, a lot of that processing power is there to be dedicated to 4k gaming or actually not even. You could always give it to me. (laughs) I'll I'll gladly take it. (laughs) I should say close to 4k gaming, you know, because it doesn't actually even do that. Um, (laughs) I would consider it, man, except for the fact that I gave away my PlayStation 4. <laughs> so, um, That's all right. I'll, I'm going to be buying one soon yeah. anyway. Okay. So the um, one thing I noticed, is it's kind of, it's it's developed a whole lot of new issues, really. Because like, okay, I bought it for 1080p, which is not really what it's designed for. But what I was thinking is that extra graphics leverage will, be, will give the developers um, power to... I guess 
push 1080p games further. And in my opinion, probably further than they can with the 4K games. Like the 4K, 4K games are going to be high res. They're going to look great, right? Mm. But the advantage of having a 1080p output um, is that you can take that extra power and you can do things like better draw distance, better foliage, tessellation, lighting effects, um, you know. Yeah. Su- That's what I figured they were going to do scattering. anyway. All of the stuff that they, they couldn't shoehorn into the processing power of the PS4, they can add, right? And they're going to do that and they've done that with a few games. Um, but it's to the point so far where it's not overly noticeable. Like I haven't I haven't put in anything so far and just gone, holy shit, that's a complete game changer. And even then, like looking at um, a few videos online of say Battlefield 1 running um, on, you know, PC versus PlayStation Pro at 4K and things like that. There's not really, that that was actually surprising because there wasn't a lot of difference. Um, mm. Apparently the PlayStation 4 image is a little softer. It's not quite as sharp, um, but all of the effects and everything that you'd expect are there and, and all that. Um, again, I, I got it mostly because I figured it would aid at least in the future. And I heard there's a few updates coming for um, VR games. And everybody knows the VR, every, everybody was saying before it came out, it, it was kind of underpowered um, to be running VR in the first place. And 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 to be fair, I haven't experienced that. I haven't looked at it and gone, oh, I don't know if the frame rate's good enough or the graphics are, are good enough. I haven't felt that way playing any of the games, except maybe Drive yeah. Club, um, which I, again, I put down to being a bad port, not the hardware. Um but I don't know, like it's, it's one of those things. If you've got a 4k TV and you really want to push the limits of resolution, then it's worth it. Um, for 1080p at this stage, I think it's still a gamble because it's going to be coming down to what people are going to develop for you in the, in the coming months and years, you know? Um, but yeah. And, and the funny thing is it brings up a, a couple of extra problems. Like I saw a thing the other day where they were running the last of us, and as you know, The Last of Us on PS4 is, runs at a solid 60 frames. Yep. Um, and that was part of the deal. You could you could switch between 30 and 60, and that was kind of a big deal because back, especially then, it was they were finding it hard to optimize a lot of games to run at 60 frames um, on the PS4. So what happens now is they do this thing um, with 1080p scale where they output as close to 4k as you'd get if you played 4k, but then they dither it down to a 1080p image. Um, and what that does, it gets rid of any edges and jaggies and things that may not look kind of crisp and stuff. It's like taking a large photo and shrinking it down always looks better than just having a photo in that resolution. Yeah. Um, and that's all well and good, but the process of doing that means that it drops frames. So now when you run last of us on a PS4 and last of us on a PS4 pro in 1080p, the image is going to look a little bit better um, marginally, but it runs at a staggered frame rate. Like it, it doesn't hold a solid yeah. 60. It drops down to 50. And, you know, whereas running it next to the PlayStation 4, it's just capped out at 60. You yeah. Know? And I just think that's kind of interesting. Like it's sort of created new challenges for developers <laughs> um, for optimization where it should should have made the process a lot easier, you know? Um, so again, I'm, 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 I'm still waiting to be like, in awe of it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to happen more in the future. You know, VR experience, I, I've tried a couple of things that I think have been optimized and I, I did notice stuff looking a little bit better, but I mean, again, it, it could very easily just be placebo effects, you know, like, yeah. Um, it's nothing that nothing tangible. It's just like, Oh, it looks kind of cool, but it always kind of looked cool, you know? 
Mm. Um, so well, I, I think I, even, even with the VR, it's something you, you won't really notice it until a few months down the track at least. Yeah, yeah. When they um, get time to optimize things, patch things, and, and, <clears throat> and bring out games developed from the ground up with that in mind. Yeah, that, so, that's going to be the key, yeah. like the new games. Yeah, 100%. So. Yeah. Um, so what are we at? Wow, one hour exactly. Oh, uh, all right, let's let's put a let's put a fork in it. <laughs> um, well, just, we both have to get ready for work. So. Yeah, that's right. Are you working tonight? Yeah. All right, cool. I'll see you there. Um, all right, so this was, thanks for watching. This is uh, podcast was brought to you by Corey Wire Art in lieu of a real sponsor. Um, <laughs> if you're watching the stream, but you want to listen to us on your commute. Search iTunes for Pretty Sketchy. Uh, if you're an audio listener but want to see what I'm actually doing, um, check us out on YouTube. Uh, again, I'm the Pretty Sketchy Podcast. Thanks again, for, uh, Michael, for joining us. Yeah, and, this uh, podcast is also brought to you by the Jamaican Bobsled team. <laughs> and Defacast, because we're doing that cross-promo thing. Go check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. All right. Thanks a lot, man. No worries. Bye. See ya.